Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.35 and Radiohead with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 with Marty Caproni. Steve's out for one more day. He'll be back tomorrow. So it's just going to be the two of us uh, messing things up for a bit. It looks like I get some sleep on Friday, but uh, I'm excited to be here for today. We got uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. We'll talk uh, about cars with him for a few minutes. I'm so excited to actually get to talk to that guy now because I usually just listen, you know, and now I get to ask questions. It's yeah, you fun. do. <laughs> so prepare now. Okay. Also, uh, it's Thunderbird Thursday. We're going to have tickets for tomorrow night's game against the Hershey Bears plus a bunch of other stuff thrown into that prize package. That is coming up a little bit later on. And Marty and I will spew out some junk, too. <laughs> get some letters. <laughs> Let's hope so. It's 536. <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.53 with Max and Nagel on Rock 102 with Marty Caproni on uh, Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today with a chance of afternoon showers, but get a load of this. The high today is going to be 76. Uh, Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a hell of a lot cooler with a high of only 54. It's about 38 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. 76 degrees. Yeah, 76, and then it drops off to 54. I, I was here like two weeks ago, as you know, and uh, Steve and I were driving in in a blizzard with uh, s- <laughs> snow coming down. Now uh, now i got to worry about getting sunburned when I leave. Uh, so tonight is the showcase at, uh, at, the, at, the, at the loft, right? Yep. Uh, tonight, 20 bucks at the door gets you um, dinner and a show. So Now, uh, just so people understand what the show is, it's it's you. It is. And uh, like what, two other people, three other uh, people? It's kind of a showcase style. So uh, basically it's a it's a formula. I have one or two newer people that haven't done comedy a lot or haven't done it ever. Um, I have a few up-and-coming guys, and then I have one or two vets that are working on sets or whatever. And then I'll come on usually at the end. and uh, To bring it all down? To bring it all down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Um, and then sometimes I don't if I have to buzz out to another show or whatever. Sometimes yeah. I'll go in the middle or whatever. So, uh, But it's awesome. It's always a fun time. We haven't had anyone uh, complain. No one's asked for their money back, which is nice. That's uh, good. You know, it's 20 bucks. You get dinner and a show. Like I said, even if you don't... Uh, even if you don't enjoy me, um, you know, I was probably only 63 cents worth of your show. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, that's all you're getting paid, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, you well, know. There have been worse places than that. Right, right. So, um, yeah, it's tonight. And then uh, this weekend we have Shane Moss on uh, Saturday. He's awesome. Uh, he's fantastic. And then next week we have uh, Josh Potter, like I said, from uh, Tom Segura's uh, podcast. What was the name of the podcast? You said it yesterday. I thought it's, it was hilarious. It's called Your Mom's House, which is really funny. Because uh, that's, I mean, because that's the kind of that's like uh, like the the entry point to a whole bunch of great insults. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, which, if you if you're familiar with Tom Segura, he is big on uh, double entendre with everything he says, the names of his tours and everything else. <laughs> I won't say the name of his last tour, but it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, and uh, his wife, Christina Patsinski, is also a comedian. So they're two stand-up comics that have a, a family. They're not just married. They have kids and everything else. Right. And uh, their podcast is wildly successful. Um, I would I would guess, if I'm venturing, it's probably over 5 million listeners a month. Wow. And uh, Josh Potter That's is... That's just slightly better than uh, Baxi's musical podcast. I mean, just, yeah, just, just by a, a shred. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and Josh Potter, who's coming to uh, Loft, is not just Tom's opener, but he's also third mic a lot of the times on that podcast. So, 
Uh, he's very, very funny kid. So um, that's the next couple of weeks. And then in the future, we've got uh, Pete Corialli, who's uh, Sebastian Maniscalco's oh, best yeah. friend. They have a yeah. podcast together. We have Pete. Um, Michael Rapaport, who if you're familiar with movies and or social media or anything <laughs> else. On social media, you'll find him there every day. Yes, yeah, uh, getting people all worked up. Um, we have him. We have Emo Phillips, as we talked at length yesterday about. Um, Mary Lynn Ratchkeb, who was on uh, uh, 24. 24. And, yeah, on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so we have some really good. And then we also we mix in there some regional guys. So You know what I forgot? She was also on the Larry Sanders show. Oh yeah, and she was in like Legally Blonde yeah. one and two and stuff. Yeah, she's she's had quite the career acting, uh, but she's also I mean she's, she I think she started as a comic. We had her we had her in the studio. I told you about that yesterday. She was like she was really really cool. Everyone says she's a fantastic person. Yeah. So looking forward to having her come out for for two shows. You know, all the way to little old Chickabee from L.A. So yeah. it's going to be a little adjustment for her, but. Uh, and then we also have some great regional acts that we have come in that people who are comedy fans in the area. Um, have probably seen uh, Ray Harrington, Orlando Baxter, Corey Rodriguez, Mike Hanley. Um, they're all like some of the biggest names in comedy in New England, uh, and and they'll be coming out um, on certain weekends too. So it's it's always a good time. If you're looking for a date or something to do on a Friday or Saturday, and as I said, every Thursday, if you don't want to cook, uh, it's a great option. So uh, basically three days a week, you have an option for some entertainment. That's right. Guys. That's great. We'll talk more about that and some other stuff uh, throughout the morning. It's 558 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uncle Sam wants you. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, I'll be quite honest with you. I've never been a big fan of former Denver Broncos quarterback Hall of Famer John Elway. The reasons for this are many. For example, I don't particularly care for the way he won the Super Bowl 32 by beating Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers by a score of 31-24 back in 1998. Found his performance to have been unforgivable. And I have held that spiteful grudge every day for the last 25 years. However, I realize he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, an MVP, a nine-time Pro Bowl selection, and oh yeah, he also led the Broncos to win uh, for the 35 fourth quarter comebacks during his long 16-year career. Since then, he's been the Broncos general manager, the president of football operations, and a consultant since he retired from football in 1999. That was until yesterday when John Elway was fired by the Broncos. Canned, bounced, shown the door, asked to leave, dismissed from his position, given the boot, given the axe, cut from the team, and given the old heave-ho. The very guy who has been the face of the entire franchise since he was drafted 40 years ago is now on the street willing to general manage for food. Why? Because the new owners of the Denver Broncos don't particularly care for him any more than I do, and they felt that perhaps it was time to move on. Now, I know what you're thinking. What sort of cruel world are we living in in which a beloved and iconic member of a successful franchise can be discarded like an old snot rag? Yes, he's 62 years old. Yes, he will be unable to maximize his Social Security benefits until the age of 67. But I beg of you, do not weep for John Elway. Because at the end of the day, he is still worth a net worth of $145 million. And despite being shown the door with an unrenewed contract, his legacy around the place will likely stay there forever. So was John done dirty? Not in the least. Especially since there's always a chance that perhaps the guy might have overstayed his welcome. 
Believe it or not, sometimes that sort of thing can happen to a guy. Even to a guy like John freaking Elway. But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are four steps to a healthy lawn. I spent all day yesterday counting them. Scott's four step gets Scott's four step at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Only a hundred bucks with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. It's time for step one already. So zip on over to your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Angle on Rock 102. Steve is off today. He'll be back tomorrow. Marty Caproni is uh, is sitting in. Great to have you again. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Today is uh, also a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. We've got some great Thunderbird stuff to give away, including uh, tickets to tomorrow night's game against the Hershey Bears, plus a bunch of uh, other great stuff thrown in, too. Now, I haven't been following AHL hockey a lot, but I hear that they're a good team. Am I correct in that? They're a, they're a good team, and people are going to the games. That's fantastic. Which is all that, which is all that really, truly matters. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, they, they've, done a, they've done a great job. The, yeah. uh, the, the, I don't want to say the Falcons, the Thunderbirds. They really have. I, I remember uh, back in the day meeting, I think it was Nate Costa was his name. Yeah. Is that right? Um, and it was real sharp. He had just been hired and everything else. And I was like, I feel like if they have a chance of filling that place and doing well, this is the guy to make that happen. Yeah, so. he's a he's a real sharp, uh, real sharp guy. And you know, the last year they were you're just a they're in the championship. Yeah, they're you know. a game away or whatever it was, or one or two yeah, games away. But they're third in uh, in the Atlantic Division, just behind uh, just behind Hershey. So there's there's a there's a chance uh, for them in the playoffs and and moving forward so in the running i heard i heard they really have made it uh, a decent night out too it's like a, they they do all sorts of specials dollar hot dog nights yeah. or all that stuff we, is, I mean, we we talked yesterday about uh, you know restaurants that we you yeah. know we love yeah. and you, i mean you can make a great go of it a lot of places downtown yeah and then a, a thunderbirds game afterwards yeah i great night yeah that's a good question what's your favorite place downtown what's your <sighs> Okay, so, I mean, Red Rose we already covered in the pizza conversation earlier, but we'll back them out of it. What's your favorite place if you're going to eat downtown? The big three for me downtown. Yep, will always be the Fort. Oh, of course, Theodore's. Yep, and the Deems. Yep, I uh, right in the wheelhouse. Yep, and, and then uh, three fifty on occasion. Um, yep, but uh, for the most part. It's it's those three that we find ourselves going to the most. Three fifty being sold now. With the Mardi Gras, right? Well, I think the I think the restaurant plans to stay open. What they should do is all those poor out of work strippers. They should just shift them over to the three fifty. You know, have them <laughs> have them as your server. Hi, yeah. I'm Sapphire. I'll be your server this evening. Would you guys like drinks? Uh, any appetizers? <laughs> Anything I can do to make it, you happy? It'd be great. Uh, yeah, of there's course. Be... Of course, the Mater D comes over. Would you like to buy your waitress a drink? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, thanks. I I made that mistake once uh, when I was a young boy. I was 21 years old on my first business trip, and I was in Inner Harbor in Baltimore. Back before it was nice Inner Harbor. Yeah, and they used to have a block that the guy who was training me was like, "Yeah, we'll go down there," and he takes me into this place. And there was a place, and I remember the name of it. It was called the Glass Tiger. <laughs> so I should have known it was going to be bad. And I went in and I was like sitting there and, you know, the, the girls are like, you want to dance? You want to dance? I was like, no, I just really want to drink after a long day of work, you know. And the girl says, well, would you buy me a drink? And I says, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh so I God. get my drink in a regular glass and hers comes in basically like a test tube size glass. Right. I said, that's 
why don't they give you like a regular drink? She said, well, because we're working and stuff. I said, well, that's good. Hey, get her too. And her eyes lit up and they were like, oh, yes. And she knew exactly what she was doing. She wolfed those down. I said, you want another one? She, yeah, she got another one. And then the guy comes over and he's like, that'll be $120. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? When they ever ask you, would you like to buy the lady the drink? The answer is always no yeah, thank you. I was naive. I was 20 years old. I didn't know. I guess there they can't just, I mean, they can't just come up to you and be like, would you like a lap dance? So the, the no. I can't buy you a drink because all my sweaty dollar bills are <laughs> yeah. in a G-string. Yeah. So I was like, well, there goes all the money I made this week <laughs> training down in uh, in Baltimore. Oh, my God. And then I was forced to have an awkward conversation that cost me, you know, 80-something dollars. <laughs> this is $90. <laughs> I remember when I, when I first came to town. This was 1995. I, was, I, uh, I got the job, and I was staying at the old uh, Ramada Inn, which is now the oh. La Quinta. Well... Oh, they put you they, up. No, no, they spared no expense <laughs> to put me in the city's finest accommodation. <laughs> they wanted you to have the true Springfield experience. Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> I, uh, so I, 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 I had to go find a place to live. So yeah. I needed to find an apartment, and and it took me almost three weeks to find a place that I thought was decent <laughs> enough to live in. So I, uh, so I'm I'm in the hotel every day yeah. for three weeks. Okay. Um, and I'm not a huge hotel guy. Like I got, you know, there's only so much oh, see, I can spend in a hotel at once. Oh, I couldn't see. spend an entire ho- entire day in my. I got to get out of the hotel. Oh, see, you're different. I'm the exact opposite. When I'm on the road, the hotel is. That's all I want to do is just stay in my hotel all day. <laughs> People I, are like you should go see this. You should go see that. I'm like yeah. I shouldn't. I get I get cabin fever, and like in the, the like the first four days, I saw everything. I saw. <laughs> I saw, you know, the Hall of Fame. I saw I, <laughs> the Quadrangle. I did went to the Armory. I did you know, every little touristy what? thing you could possibly do. Once you hit the Dr. Seuss Museum, you're like, this has to stop. Yeah, I, just, I mean, <laughs> I've run out of stuff to do. And then uh, I just said, all right, well, you know what? It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to go to a bar somewhere. <laughs> and the bar I chose, rightly or wrongly, was... Uh, was Teddy B's, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> I did not realize that uh, that Wednesday happened to be hysterectomy night. But uh, <laughs> I went in, and I uh, I ordered one drink, and I said, I'm all set here. <laughs> I think I've done about as much time at Teddy B's <laughs> as I can handle. <laughs> so it was immediately, because after I... After I shoved my the, the the cuffs of my pants into my socks, <laughs> I bought I did a three hundred and sixty and bolted right out of there, and uh, never ever went back. And now you know it it blew up many well, years ago. Years later. Rightfully so. Rightfully <laughs> so. And no one was hurt. Yeah, that was the amazing no part about hurt. it. But nevertheless, uh, <laughs> that was my first experience at a in a downtown bar. My friend said my friend who wasn't from there. I was on the road when it blew up, and my phone started immediately going oh there's an explosion in downtown Springfield no one knew what the explosion was and the guy next to me goes I'm so sorry that your town is experiencing a tragedy and I was like that's not really a tragedy if you know exactly what blew up <laughs> I call that a very short ordered ho- uh, city improvement <laughs> overlay um, I remember going to that place with my friends in my 20s my buddies Mike and Jay and all these guys and uh we used to do the opposite. We would just sit there to have a drink, and then someone would be wise guy, and they would throw dollar bills in front of the other person because that's how disturbing it was. Right. Yeah, I know. We'd get into these dollar bill wars. 
you know, then you get you're getting drunk, you're getting mad, you're like, give me a hundred singles. <laughs> I'm gonna stop this right where it is. Yeah. Uh, would you like would you like a dance with a lady? Yeah, no, no, I'm all set. You know, but those are the heydays, and you think about it now. Uh, there's going to be a lot of out of work uh, entertainers. Well, uh, the uh, you know the the Magic Lantern is is down. R. You've R. got, uh, I believe, uh, yeah, well, I mean, the, the Mardi Gras says it has no plans to reopen, but uh, yeah, I've I've heard other things. I don't know if sure. it's true or not. I I don't know. And uh, and and you know, uh, Center Stage has been closed for a long time for renovations. So oh wow. So uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a if you're a stripper in you, town, oh, excuse me. And a, 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 a adult entertaining, an adult entertaining <laughs> dancing specialist. Then you know these are tough times. Yeah, you know, we worry about all the other people that aren't. You know the, the labor shortage and every other aspect. <laughs> right, but right. you know we're not thinking about the women who work the hardest here in the city. I mean they're dancing all day, all day, all night. They're being friendly to people that. They wouldn't normally be friendly to just for a sweaty dollar bill. Think about what that's all about. Think, just, about, how de- think about how desperate you have to be. I just keep thinking about like the uh, the guys who own these places uh, complaining, like like the business owners with the restaurants, like you can't get anybody to work anymore. <laughs> just standing there tracks. I don't want it. These girls don't want to work no more. I give them a good environment, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, Bambi's been uh, <laughs> dancing for her ninth straight hour. Right. Well, that's a, and that's a tough that's a tough field right there too because it's almost like the dollar store, right? Yeah, there's a unit of measurement that they've been making forever. You can't transition it to a five dollar tip, right? So, no. and unlike the dollar store, you can't throw you can't just go up a quarter. You know, you go to Dollar General now, it's a dollar twenty five. You can't have. <laughs> You can't be giving these girls a dollar twenty-five. Where are you going to put all those quarters? Please don't answer that question. <laughs> that, I'm sorry, but that is not a coin purse. <laughs> that is not a coin purse. Sorry, Crystal is out with uh, nickel poisoning. Uh, we're not sure. <laughs> we're Yo, not... It, there was that story uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, about the Castaway Lounge up in Waitley. Oh, they used to call that the porn in the corn. Porn in the corn, <laughs> absolutely. But there's also, but the story is they want to, they want to turn it into a dispensary that is topless. Wow, sure. Why wouldn't you? What a, I, I listen. Far be it for me to judge any business and uh, and whatever. But to me, that seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, as a man, that is a terrible idea. Maybe in my in my more seasoned years now, I have a different outlook. But. Uh, I seem to remember those places catering to 20-something-year-old drunk, horny guys. That's what they... Right. Uh, all of my friends who uh, are uh, really um, big marijuana enthusiasts uh, do not strike me as the same people as my friends who were my drunk 20-year-old friends going out to Teddy B's <laughs> or Center Stage. All I can imagine is... What a terrible idea it is. Like, those girls are not going to be able to make money. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, uh, would you like a lap dance? Would you like to Would you like to buy me a joint? Uh, it'll be, <laughs> uh, sure, you know. And then, and then they'll be like, would you like a lap dance? I'm like, no, no, I, you know, I'd really rather not. Because you're not in that same mindset, I yeah, think. It's if like, you're, I, I think you'd just rather play Kino. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's all right. Just zone. I, I'd rather... Uh, not a lap dance, but I'll pay you if you want to sit here and talk conspiracy theory with me about <laughs> vaccines for the next <laughs> 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah sit, sit by, dance, and we'll talk about the government yeah, for a bit. Yeah. Or, or even worse, I keep thinking about 
Um, what are they going to dance to? Because strip club music is the exact opposite of weed music. Yeah, right. So what you're going to end up is some girl on stage. And, you know, they always had the girls dance on stage for like a three-minute set, they would call it, right? right. A three-song set. <laughs> and you're going to have some girl on stage, and she's like, who played Fish, Grateful Dead, and the String Cheese Incident all in a row? I've been up here four hours. God, this is the longest version of a fish song ever. I never thought I'd be dancing naked. <laughs> I can't Just feel my legs. Careful with that axe, Eugene, from Uma Guma by Pink Floyd. Right. There's only going to be one shift where they're wearing heels. After that, they're all going to be in Birkenstocks. These are just more comfortable. They're more comfortable. Birkenstocks with heels. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it's just like it'd be. It's like too much stimulation. Yeah, it's like it's just too much. It's yeah. like you, you go into a dispensary. You may or may not know what you're what you're looking for. You're all focused on. I'm so, you know, you're right. all filled with anxiety because you want to make sure you're getting the right strain. And <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know, should I get a gummy? Should I get a, should I get get chocolate? What what should I do? And then the woman selling it to you is topless. Yeah, lady. I'm trying to concentrate here. <laughs> right. I'm trying. To I'm trying to make a qualified purchase i'm trying to i'm trying to have commerce go on <laughs> well you know how they always used to walk around with a shot girl too yes now they're not what are you gonna you have to have a snack girl you just have to have a girl walking around with ho-hos and ring dings and uh stale wings yeah, or something seven dollars for this nutter butter would you like a nutter butter <laughs> <laughs> thank you it's 624 with bax and nagler with marty caproni and rock 102 trash nope Six thirty-three. We're back to Nagel on Rock One Hundred and Two. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Uh, go to Gary Rome today and get zero percent financing on select models. Uh, the news, uh, according to uh, Western Mass News, there are cows, sheep, goats, and chickens on the Moose Hill Farm in Wilbraham, and occasionally there are moose and bears that visit too. But farm owner Edison DePaula Jr. Shocked to look outside during breakfast to see an animal he didn't recognize. At first, he thought it might be a donkey or a deer. And according to uh, Mr. DePaula, quote, I got closer and I'm like, that's no deer. That's the shape of a moose. But the antlers and colors didn't match. What is that? He said, never mind in my dreams, never in my dreams that I ever think I'd find an antelope in the yard. So he began calling uh, animal control and, uh, the Ludlow Animal Control Officer confirmed that the Lupa Zoo has been missing an antelope since Friday. And as of uh, yesterday at noon, Lupa Zoo confirmed they had not yet caught that antelope. Apparently, he said, uh, the antelope, I've had just about enough of the Lupa Zoo. I'm moving to Wilbraham. <laughs> he's uh, he's made the trip across the river. As said. Yes. He said, this is, this is, this is foolishness. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go down Stony Hill Road. I'm gonna take Boston. I'm gonna take Boston. I'm gonna I'm gonna cross the bridge into Indian Orchard. I'm gonna go onto Route 20, Boston Road. I'm gonna go to Stony Hill Road, and boom! I'm gonna be in Wilbraham, and I'm gonna stay there. God damn it! Because I am not going back to spend one more day in Ludlow. This uh, this I saw this. My friend sent me a screenshot of the other day in the Ludlow Town Community Forum. Some lady very innocently asked, has anyone lost a cow near the Miller Street area? Because we saw it on our security cam, but it's weird looking. And somebody was like, that's not a cow. It's an Eland antelope. <laughs> so um, amongst all the other crazy wildlife that you have to worry about out in Wilbraham, now you have to worry about a, a stray antelope. Yeah. 
But I feel like that's the most American thing, you know. Uh, it's where the deer and antelope roam, <laughs> Wilbraham. <laughs> My my question, and maybe there's somebody that could answer this if they were a wildlife biologist, is: Is it possible for that antelope to mate with a deer? That's perverse. You realize that? <laughs> yeah, you, I, you, they, they gotta they gotta answer all those questions from their families. There's uh, there's always yeah, there's always some some somebody who's gonna believe that that's. Uh, I'm sure there's a website for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if there is. But my thought process is like if they don't catch this thing. Who knows if we don't end up with uh, with deer elopes running around here? Yeah, it's you know a, a it's, new population. It's possible. It I mean, just you know I, I would I would you know Ludlow's a great town. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I don't know why an antelope would want to leave it. Right. Although you know Wilbraham is a slightly more upper scale community. There's a lot going on in Wilbraham. I mean, I would have <laughs> probably gone to Rice's Farms or <laughs> to be something. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like. Um, I feel like antelope are more bougie. They're just more bougie deers. You know, they're a little more high class. Actually, deer. I, I find that antelope are remarkably stupid animals. <laughs> you think so? Oh my God, yes. They're not. They're not intelligent animals at all. They're delicious, but they are not smart. It was smart enough to move out of Ludlow into Wilbraham. I mean, I know a, a lot of stupid people in Wilbraham. <laughs> Many of them were born and raised in Ludlow. <laughs> That's the sign of success for for Ludlow people. He got across the river, <gasps> but you got to go through Indian Orchard first to get yeah. there. Well, can you imagine an antelope going through Indian Orchard? <laughs> police police found the antelope uh, wearing a, a red starter jacket. Yeah, right. <laughs> hanging outside the Regal Beagle. What are you doing? It's got a chain around its neck now. <laughs> One day, one day I'm going to get myself to Wilbraham and out and out of this place. I came here as a lowly Eland antelope, and now I run this block. So, uh, yesterday, yesterday, East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle addressed the cancellation of Tuesday's uh, school committee meeting concerning the hiring of a new superintendent of schools. As you know, the job which had been offered to Dr. Vito Perone had been rescinded by the school committee after his use of the word "ladies" in an email, which was seen as a microaggression. On Tuesday, hundreds of people with hopes to speak out on the decision caused the Zoom meeting to reach capacity, and the meeting was then canceled. According to the mayor, she says, this was intense, really intense, and I don't know how the city of East Hampton would prepare for that, and we need to get the business of the city down, especially in this case. All right, uh, uh, Ms. Mayor, all you really need to do is go to your uh, your Zoom settings <laughs> and click. Yeah. It's yeah, you can just... Click. I did Zoom comedy shows during the pandemic. It was one of the ways I got through. And there was 80, 100, 200 people. It just looks like a crazy, uh, what was that, uh, Hollywood Squares? It looked like uh, Hollywood Squares or the opening to the Brady Bunch. Right, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I love how she said we just got to get back to the uh, business of the city. That's the the political talk of... can we just sweep this under the rug and forget about it? Yeah, a lot of people want to know why they couldn't uh, do it elsewhere, like in person, like uh, right in City Hall. Well, the capacity there apparently is only a hundred people. The the uh, the uh, the school auditorium can only fit about five hundred. Uh, so uh, the new meeting scheduled for Tuesday. Uh, they will post the agenda as soon as possible. Of course, the agenda for the last meeting was only to talk about the superintendent. And Dr. Perone allegedly has hired a lawyer to represent him and hey, will make no him. further comment. Good for him. Good for him. I the hope his lawyer is a lady. <laughs> <laughs> the new meeting, no rumor, has now been rescheduled to the biggest area in East Hampton, which is the uh, Delhi section 
of the Big E supermarket. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> They're all going to be <laughs> at the Eastworks building. Right. That, 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 from one floor to the next. Right. Uh, the Springfield uh, Mayor Dominic Sarno confirmed yesterday the Eastfield Mall will close its doors for good later this summer. Uh, the mayor said that Onyx Partners is working with the city to help the small businesses in the mall, the ones that remain, relocate. The mayor's office announced Wednesday that the city's uh, collaborative plans with Onyx Partners to provide a half million dollars in rent assistance and that there will be new jobs created as a result of which. Well, so there no, you go. Any truth to the rumor that the Eland antelope has been seen selling weed in the parking lot? Of, no. Of uh, the, 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 apparently the antelope was, was <laughs> looking for a PCR test out in the parking lot. <laughs> just, to, just to be... Just be uh, concerned about his health. <laughs> another victim of the pandemic, the Eastfield Mall. <laughs> another, another victim. Uh, Wednesday night, West Springfield Police conducted a traffic stop from uh, an ongoing investigation on Daggett Drive. According to uh, Sergeant Joseph LaFrance, officers made a traffic stop related to a narcotics investigation near Daggett Drive. But the male suspect didn't think that he should stick around, and so he did not stop. Oh. Officials said the suspect crashed into some cars parked to the all-new wooden tap grill. <laughs> Heard that the grand opening was uh, right around the corner, and the food is fantastic. You know, it's, it's the old uh, Carabas, old Chi-Chi's yeah. building. <clears throat> suspect fled the scene on foot, where officers were able to apprehend him quickly. No injuries reported to bystanders, suspects, or officers. Uh, he was booked on multiple charges. The incident is still under investigation, but I am not sure he will be welcome at the brand new wooden tap grill <laughs> in West Springfield. It's hey, listen, any publicity is good publicity. So the brand new wooden wooden tap, wooden smash, whatever you want to call it. They uh, that that's a great. By the way, I don't know if you've ever eaten there. Have you? I have not. Um, so the, they're a Connecticut based chain. I actually did a comedy show for them in Farmington, Connecticut, at their wooden tap location. There, they really have it dialed in. They run a they run a great outfit. And when they said they were opening Western Mass, I was excited. That's cool. But then I was like, you guys are in for a whole different culture change uh, because Enfield, uh, or not Enfield, uh, uh, Farmington, Connecticut, and uh, West Springfield are two very different marketplaces. Oh, I don't know about that. And now you have learned. Uh, welcome to Western Mass. Sorry about all your patrons' cars. <laughs> <laughs> there was a drug dealer running. <laughs> but that's not an everyday occurrence. Most no. drug dealers, when they're pulled over by the cops, stay there, and the West yeah. Springfield cops take care of everything. That is the most West Springfield story I've ever heard in my life, by the way. It's like a local hero, Tim Daggett Road. Yep, yep, right. <laughs> we got in the uh, wooden tap. Uh, they apprehended the suspect in the Table and Vine parking lot. <laughs> Come on Wednesday, <laughs> bottles of wine, two for 20. <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be an awful warm day today. Cloudy with a chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 76. Tonight, early showers, but then clearing overnight, low of 41. And then for tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high of 54. It's currently 43 degrees right now in downtown Springfield and Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Rock102.com. The TuneIn app. And your Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock at 650. And the James Gang with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Marty Caproni is filling in for Steve. Steve will be back uh, tomorrow. It is a Thunderbird Thursday. Uh, a little bit later on uh, this morning, we'll get you a chance of winning tickets for tomorrow's game against the Hershey Bears. Along with, uh, in fact, it's four tickets, uh, four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner. All of that stuff will be yours. But again, that's later on today. 
Not quite yet. Also, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports up uh, after 7 o'clock today. I'm excited for this. Yeah. yeah uh, Mike, is, uh, Mike is good people. Do we know what he's going to talk about? You know, oftentimes he'll send us uh, some stories yep. uh, from the magazine. I have not received any of those, so I don't know if, uh, if I'm getting any of those. But either way, uh, he used to years ago, for like, like for a number of years, yep. he would come into the studio. Because he oh, only really? lives in in, uh, in Connecticut. Isn't that where they like they have a test track or they, something like that? Their test track is in Colchester. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So every time he would come up, it's like once a month. Oh, cool. he'd come up in a car that they were testing. So it could be anything from like a smart car to a Lamborghini to like a <laughs> Fiat. I mean, I just you know, yeah. a, a Ford Fiesta could be anything. And he always it, he always. <laughs> got it on the road and drove it up here and his wife would bake cookies or you know brownies for us and all of a sudden the company said mm, we don't uh, we don't need to uh, allow that so oh. he's been on the phone ever since which oh. is which is the shame but it was always cool to see well what what's he driving now I could go for some cookies if his wife we could review the cookies after I consumer <laughs> and they were always I mean to be honest his wife Michelle could could really could really cook I a feel cookie. like that's got to be a challenging relationship uh for her you know his job is literally a a critic you know a review a review person yeah i feel like that's got to put a lot of strain on the relationship every time she makes something he's like you know i gotta be honest it was great mac and cheese but also it was probably a little bit light on the cream sauce (laughs) (laughs) i give it a three for a value uh yeah i mean the uh the the reliability study on dinner tonight (laughs) was a little was a little shoddy so he does mostly the cars that's his that's his exclusively cars Oh really? Okay. Yeah, he is a total car uh, nut. He knows everything about about everything. Now, did we ever get him together with Gary Rome from Hunt from Hyundai? I don't. They ever... I don't. Uh, I don't know if they see. They what they do is they they go out to dealerships and buy cars. Really? To test? Yes. Oh. Um. But I don't think he just goes to any old dealership to uh, establish a relationship. I think he likes to go and do it almost anonymously, so they don't give him the. So they don't, you know, so they don't fix up the car perfectly when he takes it off the lot. I, I, I bet you he doesn't go to Gary Rome just because that would probably be a conflict of interest because Gary uses those dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you know, I'm a dog person, so uh, you know, and I, I, I fortunately for me, because I'm a comedian, I've never been successful enough to buy a new car. But I know but you have been successful enough to get a new dog. Yeah, yeah, this is true. But uh, well, they're easy. You rescue them. It's like fifty bucks. It's the cheapest thing, and you get to tell everyone you rescued it. Like you're here. Yeah, but what about the dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always been like, hey, one of these days, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, uh, you know, drive by Gary Rome's there, they built that, they built that huge dealership. It looks awesome. I'm like, yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna stop in, and I'm just gonna see, hey, is the dog there? And I'm just gonna see if I can pet one of the dogs. Uh, I yeah, we've uh, we've how- been there, and you can. You can meet the you, dog. You can meet the dog. And then I know I'm going to go in there and I'm like, hey, Gary, can I pet the dog? And then five minutes later, I'm going to be driving out in a new Hyundai SUV that it costs more than my house. See, that's you know good I mean? That's good salesmanship. Yeah. The yeah, guy's, you can, the you guy's can pet got the dog. dialed in. You can pet the dog, but wouldn't you rather sit in a new Nissan, yeah. a new Hyundai? I would be uh, more inclined for my budget to go to like some used car dealership on the backside of Indian Orchard. Where the guy's like, yeah, we also have a dog. I mean, it's a pit bull. It's tied up. You can't approach it. No yeah. sudden movements. Yeah. His uh, his previous owner didn't uh, treat him all that well. You know, Michael Vick. But uh... <laughs> I uh, I will say this though: if you're if you're uh, looking to compete, 
right, with Gary, what you do right now is uh, you put all your resources. Let's say, I don't know what dealer, but let's say some other dealer. You go out there and you, you catch yourself an Eland antelope. And yes. make that the mascot of your dealership. <laughs> I don't know if the Lupa Zoo would allow that to happen. If you're poaching animals from the zoo, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> the Marcotte Ford Antelope. I, uh, how, how much room does this new cargo van have? It's great. You can fit three antelopes in it. <laughs> it's great. We know that. It's six fifty-five with Bax and Nagel and Marty Capron.com. Stop by O'Reilly. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, whenever the New England Patriots found themselves in need of a backup quarterback, there's only really been one place for Bill Belichick to go, and that is to look up Brian Hoyer's contact information on his phone to see if it still works. In the past, Brian Hoyer has always found himself available whenever the Patriots make the call. Three times in his long career, Brian Hoyer has been placed on the Patriots roster, and in the last three years, Hoyer accumulated an impressive 29 completed passes, one of which was for a touchdown. So when the Patriots released Brian Hoyer last month, my first instinct was to say, don't worry, he'll be back. Well, I hate to break it to you people, but Brian Hoyer has decided to put an end to being the Patriots' second option. According to reports, yesterday, the 37-year-old Brian Hoyer signed a two-year deal with the Raiders, where he is slated to become the backup to former Patriot backup Jimmy Garoppolo. The move reunites Brian Hoyer with head coach Josh McDaniels, who has a vague recollection of meeting him. And just to make sure things are interesting, the Raiders also announced yesterday the hiring of former Patriot receiver Danny Amendola as an assistant coach. Suddenly, the Raiders are trying to become the New England Patriots, only without all that success and those annoying high expectations. And how do you get that accomplished? By signing the uh, by signing all the aging second-string backups you can get your hands on. After all, nothing ramps up your Super Bowl chances quite like signing guys you'd watch Tom Brady win all those championships from the bench. Now that's a great strategy. Of course, the odds of the Raiders winning the Super Bowl are slightly better than the Patriots are looking at right now, but it's early. I think once the Raiders start relying on Hoyer's legacy of success, you'll see those numbers change. It's just too bad the Patriots want to have Brian around this year, especially when Mac Jones throws his next temper tantrum or gets his next boo-boo, because when that happens, they're really going to need him. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are grills, and then there's the Traeger Timberline. Wood-fired flavor. Total temperature control. The Traeger Timberline normally would cost you $2,100, but now the Timberline is on sale at $1,400, a savings of quite a lot of money. At your neighborhood, Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.08. And the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Uh, t- uh, Marty Caproni's been filling in uh, yesterday and today. Steve is back tomorrow. Happy to be here. Uh, and uh, speaking of uh, of things that, uh, well, I mean, there's really no parallel here. But uh, <laughs> on the phone with us right now, getting ready for the New York Auto Show. It's Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? 
I'm feeling unparalleled. Yeah, don't worry about that. I was trying to draw. So I was trying to be clever, and as you know, <laughs> that's not, not easy. That's not really my wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, the uh, New York Auto Show starts on uh, well tomorrow and uh, goes until the uh, the 16th. You go to this every every damn year, and it's always a uh, it's always a hell of a show. What what are you expecting to see this year? What are you looking forward to? Well, actually, we had the first press day yesterday and had a whole lot of reveals and a whole lot of auto show hoopla, as usually is the case, whether we're in, in Detroit or, or Chicago or L.A. And, and, and New York always seems to be among the smaller of the shows, but really they, they did a nice job this year. I mean, the, all the auto shows are still recovering uh, from, from the whole COVID thing, and, uh, and automakers are finding that they could have they can reveal the new cars and, and, ha- and have uh, debuts without having to spend so money at auto shows. But so, so it's nice to see that there was a decent turnout here in New York. And, and one of the, the most compelling ones that we saw was the new Kia EV9. And, and as you know, a lot of people want to talk about electric vehicles these days. And, um, and certainly the EV9 uh, was, it was very impressive because, the, the, as the company likes to say, it's, it's the first three-row EV SUV that isn't from an, uh, a luxury automaker. And you kind of put that in perspective because you've got you know, Rivian and Tesla and Mercedes-Benz and all these other car companies that are sell will sell you a three row electric SUV, huh. but they're all like you know eighty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and we think that this uh, EV nine might come in around fifty five thousand. I'm looking at uh, at at it right now. Um, you talk talk about like like the third row, the second row, those seats swivel. You can have people on the third row and the second row actually facing each other. Like a train. Yeah, you know what's funny about that, and and I know exactly the picture that you're talking about. That's the European model where they kind of allow that sort of thing. The the swiveling seats is is not going to be in the U.S. model, so it is sort of a tease. Um, but when when you talk about a, an electric vehicle, everyone wants to to know what the range is, and Kia is estimating that this will get about a 300 mile range. And um, you know, for all the techies out there, it has a an 800 volt architecture that allows for faster DC charging, and what that means is you could charge the battery from like ten to eighty percent in less than twenty-five minutes. So that's that's kind of the one, you know one of the big drawbacks of, of any electric vehicle is it takes a while to get you know a full charge if you're on a road trip and whatnot. So so you're getting up to about eighty percent in twenty-five minutes isn't isn't bad. Now you, you guys have actually been pretty high on Kia, which is you know I, mean, I, I don't I don't know if it's you know if people have just got a you know weird sense about it but it's a much better car than i think people give it credit for absolutely i mean kia and 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 parent company hyundai have done a whole lot of work in the last 20 years and and it's totally paying off their their uh their sedans which they actually don't make a lot of anymore but their suvs are very competitive in consumer reports tests uh the kia telluride has been a consumer reports top pick for like i don't know three years running and and the the Kia EV9 is is about the same size as the Telluride. And during the press conference, the the Kia officials were certainly um, very eager to, to to point that out and you know bring in the the fame and of, of the of the Telluride. The Telluride has done really well for Kia. I really have to put them on the map in terms of, of three euro SUVs. And it is a, a great truck. Mike, I have a question. This is Marty, by the way. Um, why is it that these Europeans are allowed to face each other in the SUV and us here in the land of the free, the home of the brave, are not allowed to look at our little brother while we're going down the road and throw stuff at him? 
Why? <laughs> why is this not allowed here in this great country? You know, I think it's all about um, safety regulations. Ah, you know? safety. When, when you when you when you when you when you construct a, a, a car seat, you have to build in uh, impact. Uh, um, Infrastructure for for like uh, for whiplash. So you get you get hit in the back uh, in, a, in an accident, and and you're you're actually your your head will and neck will be pushed back. And if it's not if you're facing the wrong way, that that can't work. So, so are you um, telling it's, me it's, it's all it's all for safety? I'm sure. Are you telling me there's just a bunch of people in Belgium walking around with neck collars on right now <laughs> because they've they've been hit. <laughs> or they have, or they have better drivers than here in the United States. I don't know about that. that. Listen, safety regulations, nothing. We're the country that put the Pinto on the on the road. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we used to be able to drive around in a rolling multi cocktail, and that was fine in America. And now all of a sudden, we're worried about this. Why can't we just put in those Hans devices, like the Dale Earnhardt thing in the NASCAR that they yeah, put in? There you Why go. Can't keep your kids shut up so they're just looking straight at each other awkwardly. You, you guys, you guys are just—you guys are just dealing with the mean streets of of, of Springfield and East Long Meadows. <laughs> yes. I had to go. I had to drive in and out of New York City. Talk about yeah. a racetrack! Come on. So, uh, what else is going on at the at the show? Obviously, you know, the, the 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 key is one thing, but there's always a lot to, a lot being shown at these at these shows. Well, it, it, it's it's funny that you you brought up the the Ford Pinto because because it reminded me that. That there, there are some car car companies that do not resurrect old names. In other words, you never saw, you know, a a, a twenty twenty version of the Pinto. They want that one to go away. But <laughs> Chrysler, on the other hand, uh, who who bought uh, American Motors back in the day, uh, American Motors had this little kind of a dumpy sedan called a Hornet, and yes. and so now Dodge is going to be putting out a new version of the Hornet. And it's it's you know it, it doesn't look anything like the American Motors product, um, but it, it's a, it's a small SUV. And since Chrysler also owns Alfa Romeo, it, it shares powertrains and and a lot of bodywork with their uh, their Tonale um, new SUV. It's the first version is going to have a two liter turbocharged engine with about two hundred sixty eight horsepower and a nine speed automatic. The more compelling new Hornet though is going to be the plug in version. It's going to have a one point three liter turbocharged engine, about two hundred eighty eight horsepower, and since it's a plug in, it gets about a thirty mile EV range, and that's kind of cool. And and you know one of the things that they did because you know they're they're Dodge and they like um, you know drag racing is they have this this uh, this system for the hybrid model called a power shot and you know we're not talking about something extra that you're getting with Dunkin' Donuts um, this this, uh, this gives you an extra twenty five horsepower boost for like fifteen seconds when you're you know racing to to, to you know to to get to stop and or, stop or to avoid like a, you know a, a police chase or something like that. D- Dodge is always doing that, right? They're always trying to make, they have like the Power Stroke truck. They're always trying to make these weird, aggressive sounding names. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and they also they also showed us their uh, the the final version of the Hot Rod Dodge Challenger. It's called the SRT Demon. You know, you know, don't let your daughters go out with a demon for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> this is a, a thousand horsepower straight from the factory, zero to sixty in like one point six seconds. I mean, this is and this is like a dragster for the tree, the street. Uh, you know, it, it, it's hardly even like legal. It's, what, it's crazy. What could go wrong? 
I mean, what could go uh, yeah, wrong? Exactly. I mean, we, you know? maybe we should ask the people that they parked their cars at the Wooden Tap in West Springfield that got, that all got yeah, totaled. Yeah, there you the go. You know, it, what, what's what's uh, occurring to me, Mike, is you, you said that the Chrysler owns Alfa Romeo. Can you imagine being one of those engineers at Alfa Romeo? You know, famous car company. Yeah. Uh, you know, making uh, you know, sports cars forever, and all of a sudden they get bought up by Chrysler. They must have said, "My God, what have we done? What, what have we what have <laughs> well, we got ourselves and, into?" And, and then you you combine a manufacturer like Alfa Romeo that has a traditionally poor reliability history with another manufacturer. Let's call them Chrysler, or in this case, or Stellantis is like their new corporate name. Um, that also has a really lousy reliability history. What could go wrong? <laughs> well, listen, as long as we're crapping on Chrysler, let me uh, just chime <laughs> in here. I still blame them for making me think there was such a thing as Corinthian leather uh, for most of my life. If you remember those commercials with I Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban. Sure, yeah. His friend, you know, if, if you want to say, what happened to the Corinthian leather? What happened to the Naga hide? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Nagas died that day. <laughs> <laughs> So, can I ask another question, or am I? Of course, I, absolutely. Of course. Okay. So, it, it, now I don't know how you guys do your ratings or not, right? You, you, but you're you, you're going to tell me now if I had to compare like a Kia electric car product with, say, a Tesla electric car product, would you say they're similar in reliability and ease of use and all that stuff? Um, that is an awesome question. Um, so what Tesla has going for them is their supercharger infrastructure. I mean, they, they were very smart in the early days of EVs by, by starting to, they, they started to build a, a charging infrastructure uh, that is much, much better than anything else out there. And so that, uh, that is, a, is a great reason to, to consider a Tesla if, if you're in the market. However, uh, only like one Tesla, I believe, in Consumer Reports Reliability surveys has at least average reliability. The rest are, are kind of lousy. Some of the build quality that we saw in our test cars is not awesome, but you can't really you know, say this out loud too much in front of a Tesla owner because they love their car so much. And listen, I'm not, I'm not getting on Tesla. They, they have, they're an impressive car company. Their products have done well in our testing, but reliability is also not, not awesome. The, the Model 3 is, is recommended and a top pick by Consumer Reports, but, but, that's, but it's, it's, it, it, the, the rest of their product line is, is, not, is not awesome when it comes to reliability. Now, as far as Kia goes, um, they have shown very good reliability over time. Uh, some models, like most, are better than others. Uh, we're not seeing a lot of issues with the Kia or Hyundai uh, electrified vehicles. And by electrified, I mean they're hybrids, they're plug-in hybrids, and they're electric, and they're EVs. So I, 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 you know, whatever kind of stereotype that you had about Kia or Hyundai uh, in the in the early '90s or something like that, just forget it because they seem like just a completely different car company. But do they have to put these? So you can't use a Tesla charger. They like you can't put an adapter on the Tesla charger to fit the Kia charger. You can't use their charging station, is what you're telling me. Uh, not yet, but I think it's coming. Yeah, okay. this is uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports on the on the phone. You know, we we talked about. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about it for a while now about how EVs and you know hybrid vehicles are you know, kind of all the rage, and that's you know one of the things you're going to see at the uh, at the New York uh, Auto Show this week. But you know what else is is there in 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 development? I mean, apart from uh, you know electric cars and and electric ba and battery life, I mean, what is like the next big trend in vehicles right now? 
Well, it it <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to be a killjoy, but it it, it is. It, it, all the car companies are focusing on on EVs, which is fine. It is the future, uh, but but the the sales are still probably less than ten percent, maybe eight percent, six percent, something like that. So so there's there's still not a lot of people buying, but a lot of people interesting. Um, the money has always been in pickup trucks. So um, the, the the car companies are all you know falling over themselves to, to make more and more pickup trucks, especially for the U.S. market. Uh, it's nice to see some smaller pickup trucks coming out because not everybody needs big hulking monsters. Um, the the uh, the Hyundai Santa Cruz is a small pickup truck, uh, kind of like um, the the Ford, the, which is escaping my name right now. Um, the Ford, not the Ranger, but the Maverick. That's it. Maverick. Um, yes. <laughs> Braining. Um, and uh, it was a long day. Yesterday. Listen, you, you've like forgotten I more about cars like than I'll ever. miles around the. Yeah. You've forgotten uh, more about cars than any of us will ever know. So if, you can, if, you, if one sca- escapes you, it's really okay. Thank you, thank you. So, 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 pickup trucks are 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 up are really high in uh, in the car companies' uh, planning stages. Uh, GM showed their new Canyon, uh, which is kind of the mid-sized truck. They they made a bunch of up, updates to that one. Uh, Ford had a had a really cool pop-up camper set up for for their Ranger. Uh, I put that one on Facebook. I said it looks like the cheapest hotel room in New York City, um, and. Uh, <laughs> And, and and so and, and not to go back to the EVs, but but uh, but Chrysler also showed off their their Dodge. Um, I'm sorry, their Ram 1500 EV. And then what was what was cool about this? And listen, uh, GM is showing off the Silverado EV. Ford has been selling the their Lightning EV truck for a while now. That uh, the, the folks at Stellantis says the Ram EV will have up to a 500 mile range, Jeez. which is absolutely incredible. In terms of of any kind of electric vehicle, you know, no less a a pickup truck. They say it's going to tow up to fourteen thousand pounds, uh, zero to sixty in four point four seconds. It is huge. It is an enormous truck. And then, but what you know, what you need to to do a caveat with is when you talk about electric pickup trucks and towing, you can do range or you can do towing, but you can't tow for a long time. Right. But here's the thing that that that, that kind of confounds me about this. I mean, I understand how manufacturers want to get involved in this in this. You know, segment of, uh, of 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 cars. I totally get it. You know, a lot of states uh, around the country want to switch to all electric vehicles by a certain date. But this country is not even close to being set up with their power grid to be charging that many cars around the country. They're just they're nowhere near ready for that. So it seems to be like the timing is kind of at odds with each other. I mean, yeah, you're talking about like 10% of cars are electric vehicles, vehicles, the ones that are being actually sold and on the road. But it's not like anybody's really ready to have that infrastructure built yet. I I, I completely agree with you. It, it, it is a um, it is definitely going to be a, a work in progress. But you got to think that there was a time when we didn't have you know gas stations on every corner of every small town either, and we we have that now. It is going to take some time. It probably will take some government incentives. Uh, uh, you know the the whole well, we're not going to build uh, an, a new you know EV or or even just improve the power grid without the demand and 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 then there's you know so but it, it is kind of a chicken egg scenario i think it's coming but i but i do i do agree with you i think that they're the 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 
electric infrastructure in in much of the country is is kind of shaky, and you you've seen uh, issues with in Texas. Uh, I, I mean, I remember a few years ago, just here in the Northeast, we had a huge heat wave. It wasn't even a a, 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 a snowstorm or anything. It was just a heat wave that 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 shut everything down because the air conditioning systems were overwhelming everything. So, so yeah, I, th- I think we have a ways to go, but I think we're getting there. The uh, New York International Auto Show technically uh, officially started. Be- it's seven twenty-eight, but Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Marty Caproni filling in for uh, Steve, who'll be out uh, for today. Back on uh, on uh, Friday. Uh, real quick. Uh, the Rock One Two Golf Club is back, presented by Swing Oil Beer Company. You know, with today being uh, seventy-four degrees, or whatever the hell it is, yeah. you might think, "Hey, if it weren't raining, maybe I'd golf in something like this." Uh, uh, keep your pants on. Get eleven rounds of golf uh, to some of the area's great courses, like Keeney Park, the Ledges, Wyckoff, Brattleboro, and many others. For only one hundred ninety-nine dollars, you're basically paying less than twenty dollars a round. You get one for you, uh, for a friend. It makes a great gift. You know, it makes a great uh, gift for your Easter basket. Sure. I think. Uh, the Rock One Two Golf Club, brought to you by the Swing Oil Beer Company, available for a limited time. So do not wait. Get yours today at Rock One Two dot com. That's a solid beer. That Swing Oil, I like it. Yeah, it's uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 guy that developed it is one of our employees, Tommy Pluta. Ah, the yeah. Plutes. Yeah. Well, I tell you, that stuff is good. It's good for your swing. It's also great to uh, crash a golf cart. Uh, it's real. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Four or five swing oils, and next thing you know, you know, uh, part I mean, in the stream. In all fairness, and I'm not uh, bad mouthing swing oil by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but any alcohol will allow you to do that. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> and I and I uh, I have proof of it. <laughs> I are you, are you a golfer, Max? Do you like? To I, haven't, golf I haven't golfed in in years, and when I did golf, I was terrible. So yeah. um, I got golf clubs sitting sitting in the garage, just uh, collecting dust and mold. But that's about it. I have that too. I I uh, I used to be a pretty avid golfer. I liked it. I was never good at it, but then when I started stand up, uh, all of a sudden there was no time to golf anymore. But uh, the yeah, because you had to work a full hour the night before. That's what, yeah, you put yourself out like that. Forty-five <laughs> minutes of work, you're exhausted for three days. <laughs> I can't, I can't golf and do thirty minutes on a showcase on the same this day. Is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Who can keep this schedule? <laughs> See, I would think that the, that uh, that would be like a perfect schedule for golf. Oh well, you would think that, and the comedians who are more motivated than me, I think probably do some golf. I know Rich Voss is a big golfer. Um, but I will say, uh, in general, most of us, uh, we're too busy in a diner until six in the morning to want to get up oh, at the yeah. crack of dawn and, there's, there's that and go too. swing, go swing golf clubs. But when I did golf the last time I did really honestly drink, uh, some swing oil and, mm-hmm. uh, much like a lot of the, I don't, I'm not a big micro brew drinker anymore because, uh, you don't know the levels of alcohol in there. True. Yeah. 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 I had a I had a time. I don't know if I have time to tell you this, but sure. uh, I was at a brewery in uh, Connecticut. This is uh, not long after my mom had passed, and uh, <clears throat> the two comedians that were up in front of me were getting heckled by the crowd. Uh, one of the guys in the crowd uh, happened to be uh, affiliated with a motorcycle gang that a lot of people know. Sure. And he went up on stage and took a mic out of my my little buddy Brian Plum, my opener, and took a mic out of his hand and and said he wanted to tell some jokes. So Brian just stood there in terror while this guy did that. And then uh, while I was watching this, I was like, buddy, give me another beer. And he's like, do you want to try our triple IPA? Oh, and I boy. was like, sure. So now I had a single IPA, a double IPA, another double IPA, and a triple IPA. That's like IPA. six IPAs. Well, no one told me that triple means triple the alcohol. So by the time I get up on stage, this guy who is a sergeant at arms in this very 
yeah. very a uh, biker fraternity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, bikers uh, business club um, <laughs> stood up and he's like, "I want the mic," and I was like. Look, buddy, my mom just died. I don't really care whether or not you kill me or you don't. Why don't you shut up and sit down, you fat tub? And I, just, I started, and everyone looked at me like you're crazy. And then after, my buddy's like, can you believe you said that? I'm like, what did I say? He's like, you don't remember? I was like, no, I had triple IPA. No, they, the guy told me after the show that it was like that much alcohol. Now, was this conversation before or after you were revived in the hospital? <laughs> right, right. No, the guy was really nice to me after. He was like, sorry, man. He was like, it's really weird. Moment to see this tattooed guy with no sleeves be like, Man, I had a mom too, man. We all lost our moms. It's really, <laughs> this is like emotional moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like- in 16th, thousands of vinyl records, rock, jazz, R&B, blues, punk, and funk, along with CDs, 45s, and music memorabilia, everything 20% off. Seabugs Records, 42 Bridge Street, East Windsor. 735 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, time for news, and it is brought to you by Wood and Tap. Brought to you by, <laughs> this is a new <laughs> location, Riverdale Street in West Springfield. Order online to reserve your table at woodandtap.com. Come as you are, and Marty Caproni highly recommends it. Park in the back. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, there'll be no problem today in West Springfield no, at it's all. A, it's a gr- I was telling you, it is a great place. They do a good job. Yeah, to- I'm, I'm looking forward to going. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, there are cows, sheep, goats, and chickens on Moose Hill Farm in Wilbraham, and occasionally there is a moose or bear or God knows what. Uh, we talked about this last hour. The uh, farm owner, Edison uh, DePaula Jr., shocked to learn uh, that there was something in his backyard he didn't recognize, thought it was a donkey or a deer. And he says, I got closer. I'm thinking, like, that's no deer. That's a shape of a moose. But the antlers and colors didn't match. That is uh, never my dreams. I think I find an antelope in the yard. Began calling around to uh, animal control offices around the area. And the Ludlow Animal Control Office confirmed that the Lupa Zoo had been missing an antelope since last Friday. As of uh, Wednesday at noon, the Lupa Zoo confirmed they have not yet caught the antelope. So this might be the one who escaped <laughs> from Ludlow as fast as he could. To well, get to Wilbraham in the nice suburbs. Where the deer and the antelope roam. Or whatever. Is it plump? I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, also, no truth I just uh, to the uh, news story that there is a giraffe on the loose and where. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> it just turns out it's that really tall guy. I've seen a few weed. pigs in Bondsville, though. <laughs> just a few? Uh, well, more, more than a few. But, I mean, not every. I mean, they're not all, all over town. <laughs> They have their own class. Of pig. It is, after all, just a small section of Palmer. <laughs> they have their, they have their own class of pig. <laughs> there's there's the the potbelly pig. There's the miniature pig and the Bondsville pig. And there and there's the one that works at the convenience store. And <laughs> I'm joking. I, I yes. don't even know. Yeah, please uh, apologies to the lady at the convenience store. <laughs> The one convenience store in Boswell. Yeah, so uh, apparently, and, and I don't know how uh, this antelope yeah. gets off the zoo property, if in fact this is the same one, but apparently it, uh, it, it's a it, smart found, its way, it, it found its way into Wilbraham. It's a smart antelope. It's moving into a better community, uh, a little more high-end. Um, that's not that's not to uh, besmirch anything about Ludlow. I it's love a, Ludlow. Parts I, of Ludlow are fantastic, and I love Lupa Zoo. In fact, the last I'm very upset with Lupa Zoo because the last time I was on here, I made a passionate plea when I was on with uh, Nagel uh, for them to let me come to the zoo and play with the monkeys. You know, because we were talking about how these monkeys oh, yeah. rip people's faces off, mm-hmm. and I was like, I would be willing to risk 
my face being ripped off so I could play with a monkey. I want to hold a monkey, a raccoon, a baby bear. Yep. These are all things I want to do. Um, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't support you playing with a monkey. No, they didn't even reach. They didn't even reach out. So you know, and I know they're not listening today because they're too busy. Uh, running through the woods trying to catch their antelope. I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a big monkey fan myself. Watched all yeah. the Planet of the Apes movies uh, <laughs> multiple times. Uh, thought Roddy McDowell was a was a perfect ape. Well yes. well Lovely. well cast. Um, a few years ago, I saw a uh, some monkeys in a zoo. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know it's it's much of a natural habitat as you can possibly have. Uh, in a zoo, you know, lots of chicken wire and sure. thing, you know, like uh, like a like just a like tire hanging from a fake tree, like you know, just like in the jungle, just like the rainforest. And uh, there was this uh, monkey, large uh, bonobo monkey. Oh yes, yeah, um, kind of human-like uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, very, it's it's almost as like there's some sort of uh, DNA strand that uh, we're very close to it. Yeah, we're closely related to the bonobo. Well, this bonobo. And uh, I don't want anyone to take this wrong or any offense to this, but they're so human-like that this one bonobo decided, you know what, I am feeling a little something. And he began to abuse himself in a furious manner. (laughs) Furiously. I mean, with, with, with great enthusiasm. In front of all the children who were on the other side of the glass. Oh, boy. Watching this happen. Now- I didn't have my kids with me that day, so I, you know, just as curious as anybody else, well, how do they do this in the natural world? What do they do in the jungles of uh, of other of, of other continents? Well, what's disturbing is so human-like that he was holding his smartphone in the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> Ter- terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. <laughs> it's not a terrible joke because it's, it's true. It was true. The 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 bonobo monkey uh, is, I think, one of the most cl- closely related to humans uh, DNA wise. That's why I said they've actually seen them fashioning tools. If I know that correctly, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're very very smart and have some of the same uh, animalistic urges as us humans do. <laughs> and fashioning tools was not a euphemism for anything other than just making uh, tools. Just <laughs> yeah, for those That's it. Home. You know, to like open jars and, and yeah. uh, stuff like yeah. that. To make yeah. toast. You know, that that kind of thing. But I would like, and I'm putting it out to the universe again, I would like Lupazoo to let me go play with the monkeys. Yeah. No, we were in a, a discussion. Not the bonobo. <laughs> no, not the bonobo. But like the little spider monkeys. That'd yeah, be kind that's of fun to say they're cute. Yeah, right. Uh, we were talking off the air about uh, about turkeys, speaking yeah. of animals. Well, I, it's funny you, uh, you brought it up because I pulled up the news article that uh, started this whole conversation. The, uh, the, the article, the headline is, Police warn of aggressive turkeys following an intimidating mass residence. So uh, apparently these turkeys are attacking people. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me say this. Uh, we've had enough turkeys so if you're listening <laughs> we have to take a stand against you but listen to this turkeys can inv- uh, turkey attacks these their, their attacks can involve 15 to 25 pound birds flying it up to 50 miles an hour into a person as god is my witness <laughs> aggressive pecking and that is what a male carrier that's what the bonobo was doing when i went to the zoo <laughs> aggressive pecking <laughs> These turkeys attacked a mailman, which, you know, they got enough to worry about with dogs. Now they got to carry turkey mace. Yeah. Uh, this mailman, uh, it's terrible. I'm not, I'm not doing it, but these turkeys uh, broke his hip. 
He broke his hip? Yeah, yeah. He's got to learn how to walk again because he's turkeys. Let me tell you something. Uh, you, you mock. And mock away if you must. <laughs> but turkeys are aggressive, and they also run in packs. That's okay. They run in, they run in, in, uh, in these like these turkey street gangs. I've got them in, in, in my neighborhood. <laughs> you, you, oh, out in the tough streets of... Uh, yeah, the mean <laughs> streets of Hamden. <laughs> it's not unusual to see like 20 turkeys, you know, uh, uh, you know around my yeah. cul-de-sac and, uh, and on the street. And uh, and and you know intimidating people like uh, you know yeah we had turkeys here at, at the station for years that were in the parking lot and they'd be like you know they'd be like uh, they 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 they'd be on the hood of your car when you're trying to you know go home. At Are the you end talking of the day. about turkeys or the sales staff right now? Because I he's like we had some turkeys hanging out in the parking lot. I I'm not really intimidated by any of the salespeople. <laughs> okay. I could think I could take most of them, to be honest. But uh no, actual tur- they get they they sit in the hood of the, hood of the car, they'd look at you, you know, they'd eye you up. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's like it's like they it's it's like they where are you from, cuz? What what you going to do? And I'm like, uh I I need to get into my car. I'm like, okay. Uh, try it. And try the- it. And they and they would chase you and they would try uh, pecking you with their little their little <laughs> evil beaks. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a there's a bloodlust about uh, turkeys. Well, you know, I'm not a big red meat eater. You know, occasionally I will have the uh, I will have an occasional like an Eland antelope uh, steak, but other <laughs> <laughs> other than that, uh, I do eat a lot of turkey. Okay, and uh, and I feel better about it now. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I feel better about it. And these someone, this is what happens. See, these turkeys get real quiet around Thanksgiving. They mm-hmm. keep a low profile, but right around this time, March, April. They start getting real confident. They yeah. get overconfident. Yeah. So what you got to do is you got to punch one of them right in the right in the neck, and then you gotta you know you gotta let the others know uh, yeah. that you mean business. Make gotta, a nice club. I know. Make you, a nice club. Take some bacon. Listen, when you go to your car next time, take some bacon, take some uh, lettuce and some Wonder Bread. Yeah. Make yourself a club right in front of these other turkeys. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and I hear you. Believe me, I <laughs> I, I love a good turkey club like anybody else. Yeah. But you punch a turkey in the neck. Yeah. You're only going to piss him off. You better come up with something better than that because that's that's a that's you're going to have to bring it to the table because <laughs> a turkey will not be you're not phasing a turkey with a single punch. You don't think he's so? A, no, he's got a little tiny brain about the size of a you know, smaller than a walnut. And oh, uh, you know, if a if a turkey wants to go at you, you could you could knock the brain right out of its head. It's still going to go at you. So the, what the article doesn't tell you, it just tells you basically leave the turkeys alone. It says they don't like loud noises, bright lights, and hoses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do you defend yourself against one of these turkeys? What kind of turkey jiu-jitsu do you need to do to keep yourself safe? I always uh, chase after them with uh, cans of cranberry sauce or stuffing. It's <laughs> a good solid move. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't need just like open, nunchucks. You just open or, a can of cranberry yeah. sauce and yeah. they hear it. And they're like, we're out, we're out. <laughs> I don't need like throwing stars and nunchucks. <laughs> Just side dishes. I'll, I'll go after them with a, with a uh, with, with a green bean casserole. See if they're see how tough they are. I, um. <laughs> I feel really. I do. I feel. You know, this is one of those cases where the news is making me feel scared. Yeah, I feel scared now. I have a legitimate worry about turkeys. I'm going to go to my buddy. My buddy has a jiu-jitsu school in West Springfield. Mm-hmm. My buddy Gladiator, and I'm going to ask him if he knows any turkey self-defense moves. I'm gonna. I feel like that's what we need to do. We need to protect ourselves. From these turkeys, yeah, I, I can I can totally see you doing that and and having it be very effective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also in Wilbraham, for the last few weeks, the lights that illuminate the beloved Friendly's Ice Cream Shrubbery sign on the side of the Mass Pike in Wilbraham have been wonky. 
Uh, two lights shining on the sign and began flickering for about a week, uh, creating a rave-like party scene as drivers approach <laughs> the sign coming westbound. After uh, petering out through the uh, course of last week, they are now completely off, leaving the well-manicured bushes sitting in darkness at night. The welcome sign originally maintained by the town of Wilmerham, where Friendly's is headquartered. In 2016, uh, dairy giant Dean Foods, which purchased Friendly's ice cream uh, for $155 million, took over the maintenance of the sign since 2016. Uh, with the purchase of uh, Friendly's, Dean Foods obtained all the restaurant chain trademarks and intellectual property, although the lights in the Friendly's welcome sign are still not working. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know what your experience is like at a Friendly's, but I'm going to guess <laughs> that although the lights have been wonky for weeks at a time, they're still waiting for their order, like you would do inside <laughs> of Friendly's. And it's taken weeks and weeks before you get your order to the table. This is emblematic, is what you're saying, I, of the Friendly's experience for a lot of people now? Marty, I don't want you to think that. I don't want you to think that I'm speaking in, in any code. But, <laughs> yes, I think there is some parallels that one could draw from, say, ordering a fishamajig to ordering light bulbs. Yeah. Well, this uh, this Dean Foods really has to get their their stuff together. So, because how many people do you think have missed their Pike exit coming home? You know, yeah, because they could because they didn't see the shrubbery. It because you don't. That's how you know. That's like when you're driving home late at night and you're struggling to stay awake. You're coming back from like a Sox game mm -hmm. or a, a Celtics game or whatever. You're just trying to make it so you could see that sign, and then once you see it. Like a light switch, you're yeah, like, like you're practically home. You're you're like awake because you know you got that ten minutes. I I personally am in favor of the lights being like a rave. I think like the <laughs> and then there's a you know like a turkey yeah. sandwich. I I I feel like that uh, that's fine, but you can't just have it sitting in darkness. No, and, and by the way, uh, even though the rave is a great idea, wouldn't yeah. you just drop in like uh, say uh, like a dose of Molly <laughs> when you're driving past it? But <laughs> but it does make the wait for the food or the bill after the meal go by a little bit faster. If you know what Dean Food should do is they should work out a deal with Lupa Zoo, and they should get that antelope out there on the lawn <laughs> right where the sign is. You know, get some publicity. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good thing. Uh, this is uh, something. UMass Amherst students uh, gathered from front of the student union to launch a protest against the campus police department. On Wednesday, student protesters are calling for the abolition of campus police. They say they want to see more done to support students as opposed to protecting them with campus police. One of the protesters told Western Mass they want to seek more community-based uh, policing solutions. Uh, protesters also claim that campus police received a third of the student affairs budget, and uh, they want to see those funds being spent on student housing or scholarships or opportunities for uh, students. Because, as you know, uh, you know, you don't what what kind of law presence yeah. needs to be on a college campus no, you ask the kids at UConn you how how that worked out right you should abolish those poor police uh let me just say this all right I, I know some of the people who are at UMass police and uh they put up with a lot of crap <laughs> a lot and I I listen I know I will acknowledge there are some cops out there that uh that definitely you know shouldn't be cops that have abused the process sure but, but the vast majority of cops, I feel like, are as good a guys as they can be considering the job that they have, you know? I feel like I could do most jobs, all right? I'm, I'm struggling at this one, admittedly. But I could do <laughs> I could do most jobs, I feel like, and 
a cop is not a job I could do because I watch the YouTube videos of these kids now. They get pulled over, they fire up the camera, and they're mm-hmm. immediately like, am I being detained? What are you charging me for? I am a sovereign citizen. If if I was a, like one of those, the first day they let me out on the street, I would just be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Clackety, clackety, clack. I would just be tasing. <laughs> They'd be like, that's the eighth college kid Marty tased this shift. You know, I would just be out there, clackety, clack, dance for me, you know? So the, the the level of control and wow. discipline it takes, but and listen, I get it. I was a, I was a college student once. You're idealistic. You believe, hey, we can all take care of each other, bro. It's cool. But uh, my cousin went to UMass, and one day in his dorm, he was in the towers. He pressed the elevator button. It came down, and when the doors opened, there was an actual cow in the elevator. <laughs> and he's he, and this was a cow from the Lupa Zoo. And the, now it would be an, an Eland antelope, but uh, there was a cow in the elevator. <laughs> And it was terrible. He said that the cow had peed and pooped in the elevator and everything. And what they discovered upon investigation was some some kids had kidnapped the cow from a local farm, brought it there, and they were planning to throw the cow off the roof of the tower. In Hilarious. Venus. So you may sound fine to not have cops at UCon- or at UMass, but the, the first time you get a cow upside the head when you're trying to walk into your dorm, you'd be like, turns out we did need some yeah, policing. Turns, some turns, <laughs> that might be the case. Right. Uh, the Pioneer Valley forecast, cloudy with a chance of afternoon showers today, a high of 76, if you can believe that. And for tomorrow, mostly cloudy, a high of only 54. It's 43 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Get ready for adventure with Mega Motorhome Markdown at Campers in RV. Now through April 9th, shop 739 new motorhomes priced up to 40% off across all 30 30- states. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 757 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 with Marty Caproni filling in for uh, Steve, who will be back uh, tomorrow. He will. He will, my buddy. I hope he's having fun on vacation. He'll be. Uh, he'll be. I'm sure he did. Looked like he was having fun. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, the daily podcast that's going to get posted after 10 o'clock this morning. Oh, nice. Make sure you uh, listen to that. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is uh, Michael Wilton from uh, Queensryche, the, the guitarist and co-founder of that band. They are going to be at the Palladium in Boston tomorrow night. Uh, they got a brand new record out. They're going to think they're doing Operation Mind Crime in its entirety because that's what they do. And uh, and there you go. So you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. The next guest, which uh, is going to be up on uh, Monday. Yep. I've been stringing people along for like three straight days on Facebook. It. Are you going to announce it? Or are you still yeah, stringing an- them along? I'll be an- I'll be announcing it later today, and, uh. I, and I'm I'm just telling you, the guy I'm, t- I'm talking to is is a bona fide genius and a very important guy. Most people have not heard of him because his music has been uh, unavailable and out of print for like forty years. It's just being released again now. It took him years to get the rights to his old master copies. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, his music was kind of uh, buried by a number of different factors, but not because it wasn't great. Because when I tell you it's great, it's freaking amazing. Uh, so see, now you got me. Now I want to know. Yeah, I, and I'm just going to tell you, out of the 167 episodes I've done yeah. on this podcast, this is easily in my top three or four of the interviews I've done. This well, one was really good. Well, now I want to know who this guy is. Now I'm going to listen yep. to the podcast. Oh, I know. You suckered me in. That's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm selling the sizzle. It's uh, 7.59 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Y'all, I'll be quite honest with you. I have never been a big fan of former Denver Broncos quarterback, Hall of Famer John Elway. The reasons for this are many. For example, I don't particularly care for the way he won Super Bowl 32 by beating Brett Favre of the Green Bay Packers by a score of 31-24 back in 1998. I found his performance to have been somewhat unforgivable, and I have held that spiteful grudge every day for the last 25 years. However, I realize that he was a two-time Super Bowl champion, an MVP, a nine-time Pro Bowl selection, and oh yeah, he led the Broncos to 35 fourth-quarter comebacks during his long 16-year career. Since then, he's been the Broncos general manager, the president of football operations, and a consultant since he retired from football in 1999. That was until yesterday when John Elway was fired by the Broncos. Canned, bounced, shown the door, asked to leave, dismissed from his position, given the boot, given the axe, cut from the team, and given the old fashion heave-ho. The very guy who has been the face of that entire franchise since he was drafted 40 years ago, is now on the street willing to general manage for food. Why? Because the new owners of the Denver Broncos don't particularly care for him any more than I do, and they felt perhaps it was time for him to move on. Now, I know what you're thinking. What sort of cruel world are we living in in which a beloved and iconic member of a successful franchise can be discarded like an old snot rag? Yes, he's 62 years old. Yes, he'll be unable to maximize his Social Security benefits until the age of 67. But I beg of you, do not weep for John Elway. Because at the end of the day, he has still got himself a net worth of $145 million. Despite being shown the door with an unrenewed contract, his legacy around that place will likely stay there forever. So has John done dirty? Not in the least. Especially since... There's always a chance that perhaps the guy had already overstayed his welcome. Because believe it or not, sometimes that sort of thing can happen to a guy, even to a guy like John freaking Elway. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are four steps to a healthy lawn. I've spent all morning counting them. Scott's four-step. Get Scott's four-step at Rocky's now. Only 100 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. There's no rebate nonsense. It's already time for step one. So get yourself over to the nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Marty Caproni. Uh, is uh, filling in for Steve today. Steve will be back uh, tomorrow. By the way, it is a Thunderbird Thursday. We will have the uh, the Thunderbird prize package to give away a little bit later on uh, this hour, uh, and that includes uh, tickets, four tickets to uh, tomorrow night's game against the Hershey Bears, plus a bunch, but a bunch of other stuff too. But that's coming up in just a few minutes. Any rumor to the uh, to the idea that uh, the Thunderbird games they can have when the Thunderbirds get brave, you get chicken? Do you remember that? Uh, uh, oh, it's probably before your time. You're 95, right? You came in? 95, I came here. All right. So, those who have been here even longer, uh, they used to have uh, the Springfield Indians. Yeah. Um, they used to have a promotion during the games, and they'd say, uh, if the Indians win by three goals or more, when the Indians get brave, you get chicken. And then the crowd would yell, and a roll. And then after the game, if they won, you'd go to Jim Dandy. They'd give you a, a three piece fried chicken and wow. a roll. Wow. Yeah, I'd like to see that. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, w- w- 
I'm, I'm like one of those guys that would love to have more fried chicken in my life. Uh, uh, me too. I don't think either of us probably need it for our girlish figures. No, but I mean, you know, the the ta- who doesn't love the taste of fried chicken? Oh, my God. It's the best thing ever. It is so good. It is. I, it, You know, and I'll tell you this little, little uh, we're talking about best things ever. The barbecue at BT's Barbecue in Sturbridge. Have you ever had that? No, I have not. Well, you need to make a fat guy pilgrimage, uh, which I do quite often, to BT's in Sturbridge and get their barbecue. And they now have fried chicken, I'm happy to report. And really? And it is delicious. <sighs> you know, Sturbridge is like one of those places. Like, we went to Sturbridge uh, uh, to a place to to a restaurant uh, that someone told us, that we, oh, you need to go. And I want to say what it is. But it, uh, yeah. we went and uh, walked away saying, we didn't really need to go. Really? Like it was like it was like it was not as good. As, it wasn't BT's. It was another one. And we thought, oh, let's go. It'll be uh, it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be great to get in the car for an hour for a, it's a, a drive lunch. All the way out. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you know you leave and you go. We could have had something better, you know, right at home. Well, I'll tell you, uh, my buddy has a restaurant out in Sturbridge, and I don't know if this is the one you're referring to, but if it is, I would highly suggest trying it again because what is it? He, it's Sturbridge Seafood. That is not it. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, not it. My buddy Ken has a restaurant there, Sturbridge Seafood, and it. Yeah, what's is, on the menu? It's fantastic. Uh, I'm glad you asked. No, you can get oysters. Um, uh, so, like, I'm not an Are oyster. You picked directly from the shores of, uh, of Sturbridge. <laughs> yeah, you can get. You can get a shore. You can get a Lake Holland oyster. That's a really nice. Ooh, that, right? that does sound good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Quabbin Reservoir uh, <laughs> shrimp. Uh, no, but and that's my rule. Usually, I won't eat seafood unless I can see water. That's always like a fair rule. Yeah, I, I I've said this story before. What? I once uh, had the mistake of eating lobster in Las Vegas. Well, that's a terrible idea. The terrible idea, and of course, it it reacted just like you would expect. Like it. It went through me like the Hindenburg. I mean, it was just absolutely awful. Yeah, you were gambling with your digestive system. Well, I was with other people, and they and they were like, "Oh, you're from uh, Massachusetts. Should we get the three pound uh, uh, lobster?" I said, "Well, first of all, you should never order a three pound lobster anywhere in the world. Two, you're in the middle of a desert. What do you think? Oh, let's get the lobster. It's like you know, a couple hundred dollars. Oh for my the- god." And I ate it, and uh, it did not sit well with me no. at all. Because the lobster, uh, just to get out there, you got to have a day of travel for this lobster. Yeah, you know, it's got to go through TSA. It's, it's also a that. three pound lobster. I mean, that's that's an enormous. You would never get. They say that the bigger they are, the worse. I've never eaten lobster in my life. Full disclosure. Yeah, the, uh, they, the, the smaller they are, the the sweeter, more tender. The bigger they are, they're a little tough, a little gamier. Yeah. Not that great. I mean. Yeah. You, I don't even know if they sell like a. I don't even know if they sell a three-pound lobster at like a Sherma Horns or a Massey's or anything like that. I don't know why people get that. Like uh, the Hookie Lounge, it could be used to do the triple lobster special. Do you remember that? They yeah. used to have a triple lobster, but they were all one-pound lobster. Which today. is which is the way it should be. If you're Instead looking at of eating, one three-pound lobster, that's why so many places had the twin lobsters. Right. Yeah. You know, back in the seventies, you sure. see that all the time. Yeah. But I see. I've never eaten lobster just because to me it's like the cockroach of the sea. It's in the same family as the cockroach. I don't know, man. I and everyone's like, it's delicious. But I'm like, you. But you dip it in butter. (laughs) Everything's delicious in butter. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's part of the fun of eating lobster. I guess. Well, to answer your question, Sturbridge Seafood does have lobster. (laughs) (laughs) Seafood is actually on the menu. Um, but no, they have they have, and it's. I mean, it's it is honestly fantastic. So that's why yeah, when you were saying that, I was nervous that I was like, oh, I hope no, it's not. it wasn't. It wasn't that place. Oh, good. And uh, and I, and I went, you know, upon the recommendation of other sure. people. 
And you know, sometimes that's like the worst thing you can do is listen to other people and what their taste yes. uh, guides them to. Because that is it's true. like because if it sucks, you you feel like, well, I mean, all right, well, how how strong am I in this friendship? Am I am I testing this friendship? I say, listen, the things you love, I think, are awful. Right, right. Well, and I'll tell you this: I don't know if you're a barbecue guy, but I, I mean, am. I, right, and I love Theodore's. They love it. great barbecue. Um, but the reason I went out to BTS was because the guy who told me, and and he's an advertiser, uh, Larry from Arnold's Meats. Okay. And he was like, listen, he must do the meats for them or something. He's like, you got to go out. He's like, you like barbecue? And I'm a snob. I was immediately like, listen, I've had great barbecue all over the country. You know, I travel for work. Right. I was doing shows in Texas. You know, I had barbecue. I was doing shows in Kansas City. I had barbecue. Uh, North Carolina. Like, I've had the barbecue from all the different places. I'm telling you, BT's was better than all of it. The only one that ever really? even came close was another weird place. It was in Montreal in Old Port. And the guy had the French accent and the whole deal. And I was like, how do you make barbecue this good? He goes, I live in Texas for like four years. I'm making the barbecue. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but it was good. But I told him about BT's. Yeah. And he went from Montreal to BT's and said it was great. Um, I was like, if this guy who does meats for a living tells me to go there, I got to go. I'm telling you, they got, you remember Casey Masterpiece? The, the, yeah, the sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was from a chain of barbecues that was the most popular barbecues at the time in in the Midwest or whatever, or not the Midwest, the South and uh, Midwest. Um, Casey Masterpiece was a chain of restaurants. Okay. They have one of the original 12 smokers from a Casey Masterpiece place out in BT's. That's the secret. No kidding. You go out there, you get yourself some pulled chicken. You get yourself oh, yeah. some. Uh, you get yourself some potato salad. Oh my god! I'm yeah. telling you, you, get yourself. Uh, they got collard greens. They got oh, all. This. Yeah. I'm telling you, you, load up on that. But save room for the fried chicken. You know, I I I have to tell you. I mean, I, I've always been a big fan of Theodore's. Always, oh, always. I will, I will Me support. Too. I will. I will. I will go to my deathbed saying Keith there and everything. They're great. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. And and uh, you know, if if I were ever on death row and I had to order a, last, a last meal, meal yeah. I would say. I would like the burnt ends and make them fatty, and uh, and that would be and and that would be what what it would be. I had never had burnt ends in my life, and the first time I had them was Theodore's, and I've been chasing the dragon since because I can't find burnt ends that good. Oh, n nowhere, fan, nowhere, fan, absolutely fantastic. I always get the uh, the short ribs. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. beef short. They get yep. like two of them, and when you're doing the menu, like two, that's not gonna. I, I, I'm. I'm gonna need like nine. No, each one is about the size of a of like. It's like the Flintstones when they used to put them on the car. Yeah, the, the, the each one is like Bill Lanier's shoe. You know, if you can remember <laughs> that, a size twenty three shoe. And uh, oh my god, I just uh, I absolutely love it. I, but you know, I'm 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 never opposed to trying a new place. I'm just telling you, next time you find yourself on the pike, that's that's yeah. you you walk. I'd say walk in and tell them Marty sent you, but they'd be like. We don't know who that is, but they recognize my face. That's how often I try to go to BT. Anytime I'm driving on the Pike out, I try to go there. That's how good I think it is. Really? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I just listen. Next I, week they have antelope. Elan the antelope on special. <laughs> <laughs> See how many antelope references? Is this, a, is this, a, is this a indigenous to this is, uh, this is, to Ludlow? What or kind of rib is this? Oh, that's that's a Wilbraham antelope. <laughs> You can, you can you can definitely tell the higher scale. They call Lupa like sorry, but so good smoked just breaks <laughs> lightly over a nice fire. We say that, but you know what? Like venison is awful good. I, I've only had venison like two times in my life. One time I hated it. I thought it was gamey and gross. Another time 
this guy made sausage out of it, and it was great, and it was fantastic. Yeah, you know? I don't, I don't mind the, I don't mind the gaminess. I'm, I'm, I'm like one of those guys that's not afraid to try something. Yeah, you ever do you ever go off the like the deep like I know uh, Munich House? We were talking about that in Chicken Day. They do these game meals once a month. Yeah. or whatever. they did a. They had like ostrich. They had like all these weird. Yep. I've yeah, had it. You have. I have had an ostrich. What, what does it taste like? Angry it's, turkey? A no, big angry it's, turkey? It's, it's more like a beef. Really? It's a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beefy-like. I, mean, uh. I can't really describe it. It's, it's good. It's okay. Really? I wouldn't, you know, if, if ostrich was on a, on a regular menu, you I would. probably wouldn't go there. But, yeah. you know, I've had like goat and bear. and You've uh, had bear? Oh, yeah. It was good? It was a little tough. Yeah. It was I, a little tough. I don't, and it was in a stew. And I like bears. When I see bears and goats, I love them. I think they're great. I won't eat lamb. See, I love lamb. I won't eat lamb because I, I, like I feel bad for it. Octopus. <clears throat> love octopus. I'll never eat it. Love it. Do you, you want to know why? Because they told me that it has the intelligence of a fifth grader. So every time I see someone ordering. Yeah, well, uh, not intelligent octopus. enough not to get caught in the net. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel no, bad for it every time. I uh, I, I love it. I'm really? A, I yeah, octopus. Oh my god! If you do it right, oh. I, I went to some uh, Peruvian restaurant, in Providence, oh, okay. a, a while back. Yeah, one of the first times I I, I tried great restaurants. You, Providence, you, you know, grilled octopus done this way. I've had yeah. octopus other, and it was like one of the most amazing things I've I've ever tasted. Really? Yes, unbelievable. And I'll never try. I guess I'll never. I guess I'll never partake. So you're not you're not like a, a, a terribly adventurous guy. I mean, I'm adventure. I just, I have a weird conscience, and I, I shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to eat one thing, what's the value judgment on eating another thing? I get that point that all my friends make to me. But, like, I eat a lot of chicken. Yeah. But when I look at chicken, it just looks like a little dinosaur. It looks like a dumb baby yeah. dinosaur, so I don't feel so bad. You know, I, I've, uh, whenever I'm, like, with somebody who's, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, anti-meat, vegan, yeah. or, you know, meat is murder kind yeah. of thing, yeah, my first reaction isn't to defend my love of meat. My first reaction is to say, well, are you going to eat that? <laughs> well, you're not going to eat that, I'm going to eat I'll that. Eat yeah. I will take that off your plate and have absolutely uh, no... Uh, <laughs> uh, no conflict with my self conscience at all. See, I'm weird, and I don't, I eat red meat, but not a ton of it. You know what I mean? But uh, like when I go to BTS, I eat the pulled chicken. They have like they smoke the chicken and oh, they pull it yeah. out. It's just shred. Oh my god, it's it's out of. I'll I'll get a pound of it and I'll eat it like it's nothing. Like see, I mean that's why I like like the Munich House and the Fort. I mean I, I like I like a shank. I like yep. a stein. Really? I like a, like a shank and a stein. Yep. Love a good shank. Pork. Lamb, I don't care. Long as it comes on a shank. I don't eat a lot of pork either. And I really? Think yeah. I Pork's don't. one of my favorites. Right, because I, I think I feel bad for the pigs. I don't feel bad for the pigs. You know? The, the pigs are, you know, that's... Uh, that's what they're there for. I get it. Uh, you know, listen, if you if you show me pictures of a slaughterhouse or, you know, right. like videos online, oh, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's terrible. Can I have seconds? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what an awful way to go. How cruel. I, I don't judge anybody for you eating. You pass the barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't judge anyone for for eating because I do eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard to pass that judgment. And and I realize that we are by nature carnivores, right? So yeah. so that is what it is. But I there's just certain things. But here's a weird thing. Like I won't order like a pork like a, a pork shank, but maybe I should try it at Munich House if you're saying it's good. Oh, Jesus. Really? Yeah, it's good. It's I always really get the good. pretzel crust, the pretzel crusted chicken. That's yeah, what I listen, get every time. Even if you got a big uh, a big platter of schnitzel, that's awful good too. I you know what I get if I don't. And, you know, it's pounded meat. <laughs> Bonobo monkeys. <laughs> <in a> related story. <laughs> 
That's only going to be funny to anyone who listened to the whole show. Yes, but they don't serve that at the Munich house. Guaranteed. Day 26 of Bags and Nagel with Marty Caproni at Rockwood. A fraction of the time it would take on your own. Take it. All three are expected back within two weeks. Good news. It's uh, 829 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Marty Caproni has been f- f- uh, sitting in, uh, did yesterday, did today. Having a lot of fun. You know what? It's been a, an absolute blast. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Steve is going to be on vacation later on this month, and you'll uh, we'll we'll get all the details so uh, you can fill in. Again, if you don't mind. I would be happy to do uh, it. Right, coming in you know, two days of this. Sure. Pretty good. Full uh, week of it might be uh, maybe a bit much. I did the week. I did the week uh, when you were out, <laughs> you know, and I had yeah. I had fun. I I definitely had a good time. Um, I uh, I think that that was probably one of the most fun weeks that I've uh, I've had since being in comedy. Actually, really, yeah, I really do. I I enjoy radio because it's different. Comedy, they laugh right away, and you know you're doing well. Radio, you got no idea. And then after your friend tells you, hey, you suck this morning, or they tell you, great job. Hey, I heard you on the radio. I, I didn't get it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get that. That's always the fun one. What were you guys talking about? I didn't really. Or uh, Remember when you were talking about that one thing? No, I have no, no. recollection of what I what I spoke. Talk for talk, four I hours. No, yeah. no idea. <laughs> well, the most fun has been the show in between the show, too. Which is yeah, really, that's, how, <laughs> it, it, that's true it, all the time. It's kind of like comedy. Like, uh, there's, you know, the crowd laughs, you know. But the other show going on in the back of the room with the comedians is it's actually better. funnier than the actual uh, show, you know? It's uh, 831.com or call 1-800-GA-833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Get to Gary Rum Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Uh, yesterday, East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle addressed the cancellation of Tuesday's school committee meeting Concerning the hiring of the new superintendent of schools, as you know, uh, the job had been offered to Dr. Vito Perone. That offer was rescinded by the school committee after his use of the word ladies in an email, which was then seen as a microaggression. On Tuesday, hundreds of people with hopes to speak out on this decision tried to join the Zoom meeting uh, with the school committee to reach, but it reached its capacity and the meeting was canceled. According to the mayor, this was intense, really intense, and I don't know this, how the city of East Hampton would prepare for that. We need to get the business of the city uh, down, especially in this case. Folks clicked the Zoom link, and it went up to 300 people immediately. That was the, that was the limit. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, they want, after 300, the East Hampton Zoom account blows up, and you can't get more than 300. Uh. Although I believe if you pay pay for the uh, the full year full blown uh, subscription, probably to would Zoom, have been a good idea. Yeah, you can get as many as six hundred to or more if you are willing to pay. Now, many East Hampton residents were asking questions about why the meeting couldn't be held in person. Uh, the uh, the school the school committee chambers can only fit hundred people. Even the auditorium of the high school can't uh, fit more than five hundred. But yet there were six hundred trying to get into the. Zoom meeting. Meanwhile, uh, the East Hampton School Committee meeting is scheduled for next Tuesday, and La Chapelle said they will post the agenda uh, for that as soon as possible. Meanwhile, Dr. Perone has hired a lawyer to represent him and has no further comment at the time. Good for him. Dr. Perone. Hey, this kooky broad mayor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You know that's a, what, you, what, what is the what is the lawyer going to say in the trial, yeah. ladies and gentlemen of the jury? Oh, I've been oh, sorry, caught my again. Bad. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I object. That's a microaggression. No, 
I the whole thing is so so stupid and manufactured. This this guy is gonna sue, and I think he's gonna win, and I think it's gonna be a lot. I I think he's gonna win too because, you know, when you offer somebody a job, and then you negotiate like the particulars of the job, you know, yeah. you know, salary, you know, other provisions in the contract. It's still a contract. It's a verbal contract between employer right. and a new hire. To rescind it like this, it's, I can't believe it's not. There's not laws protecting Dr. Perone in in this in this regard. And I I'm telling you, knowing politics like I do, it would not surprise me to find out that there is some other candidate that wasn't as qualified or that wasn't selected that with his removal from the process will now mysteriously become the superintendent of said school district. Yeah, but like I said uh, before. I mean, if, I, if you, again, if, just my opinion, no factual base in that. I got to be very clear. If, if you knew that the school committee and the mayor right. involved in this situation could blow this situ- any situation out based upon any microaggression they – you know, deemed to be offensive enough. Do you still want to have that job knowing that these are the people you're going to have to work with all the time? Yeah. Well, no. Obviously, the answer is no. That's Because I don't know if, it, if you've ever done this, but I don't particularly care for working for jerks. Right. Right. And I'm not saying, listen, I don't know anything about East Hampton politics or this mayor yeah. or really much. Um, I know Big East Supermarket. Uh, I know a few things in East, in East Hampton. But I will tell you this. There is no way on God's green earth that 365 days a year I would want to work in a community where people were saying that I was a bad person because I used the word lady. I mean, absolutely. Literally, by definition, that was what you'd use to formally address a woman. It was a sign of respect. Yeah. Like, it's actually more demeaning for, like, listen, woman. You know what I mean? Well, like, lady. Uh, what I would like to know is where is it written? Where ladies is offensive. Well, how, so, now, so now you're playing a guessing game. Right. How do I address anybody? You know, where what are the parameters of, of my of my free speech? What's a microaggression, anyways? Like what is that by definition? See, to me, a microaggression sounds like a minor annoyance at best. I could see if he was like, listen, jerks. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new sheriff in town or yeah, you cuckoo bras or some like language that you're like Dear is, skirts. Hey, yeah, like exactly. You and Susie Q over there, you know, just just I could see that if he talked like my dad who's Italian in 87. But <laughs> but I can't see you getting upset with ladies and gentlemen. Like you said, that's what they're going to say to the jury if it goes to court. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. What do they say now if you're a lawyer? What do you say? Use folks uh, from the jury. Hello, people of the jury. You know what? Is that what you have to say now? I, I'm i going to guess. Yeah, you, you know, ladies and gentlemen and everything in between. Yeah, yeah there you go. Dear lady, uh, d- dear uh, woman, man, non-binary, poly, like just list off the uh, every. Listen, it, I, it's ridiculous. I, I'm willing to be respectful of how anybody identifies yep. themselves exactly. at all. Free I've country. Got no problem with that. I can, you know, out of respect and out sure. of courtesy, I will do my best to make you feel comfortable in any kind of right. verbal exchange that we have. Right. But is that enough to rescind a job offer to what will be the highest paid employee in the city? There's I'm going to say no, probably not. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, my town in Chicopee, you know what happened with the superintendent there. 
Oh yeah, that's, that's currently that's a, awaiting, I think, trial. Uh, well, that was uh, that was a little worse than saying sir or ma'am or mm-hmm. lady or well, that's gentleman. No, that's no lady. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine if, if, the, if the shoes were reversed and they yeah. hired a, a female superintendent and she said, "Gentlemen, it's whoa, hey, wait, whoa, that is a microaggression against me." It would not fly. That would no. not stand. Everyone would say that's BS. It is not BS because he said it is BS because he said lady, and that's somehow interpreted as some sort of weird way. Almost uh, 20 years after Massachusetts became the only state in the country that classified all animal cruelty cases as a felony, animal rights activists are supporting a bill to reverse that decision. In certain cases, such as when a pet owner has a mental health or substance abuse issue uh, that keep them from taking proper care of their animal, judges hesitate to deliver a felony charge. That could come with jail time or other serious consequences. That's uh, according to advocates who told the uh, Joint Committee on the Judiciary. Under state law, there is no route to take an animal away from a person who may be neglecting or mistreating it and prevent them from adopting again without charging him with a felony offense. The 2004 law eliminated the misdemeanors uh, for animal cruelty and were intended to crack down on abuse. But MSPCA staff attorney for animal protection, Lindsay Legner, said that it has not necessarily increased animal protections. Uh, Senator John Velas is among the people who've uh, written an omnibus bill concerning humane protections for animals that would create a task force focusing on, once again, establishing a misdemeanor animal cruelty charge. The task force would have a year from the bill uh, being passed to report on its findings on the effectiveness and adequacy of creating a misdemeanor animal cruelty statute. Well, here's my thoughts. I agree with the idea that if it's going to protect animals more to also have a misdemeanor on there for an option for a judge, great, right? Yeah. But I think then you also have to write a law that says if you get convicted of misdemeanor animal cruelty, you can't adopt or rescue an animal again. You know what I'm saying? I I, I, I do understand it, but You're I also- You're agree with me because you'll eat an octopus. Well, <laughs> but only because they're delicious. <laughs> No, I mean, I listen. I don't. I don't like the idea of uh, of being abusive to animals. But yeah. I think anytime you put like a like you put a law in place that designates something as an automatic felony, right. you eliminate the ability for judges and courtrooms to say, "Okay, well, let's assess this on a case by case basis." Sure. You're already eliminating any other possibility. If there's any level of abuse, it's a felony. But not every case rises to the level of other cases not every form of abuse is as severe as other forms of abuse and not to say that abuse is is acceptable in any in any way uh because there's different levels of misdemeanors too but i i think sometimes you have to consider what the total story is before you just blanketly say nope it's abuse here it is you're going to jail but and i agree but then here's where i have uh a little bit of a uh i depart from that you're asking to give judges more discretion. However, judges, when they have been shown in Massachusetts to have discretion, they're the ones who are like, oh, what's up? Oh, that guy uh, shot and murdered your family. Uh, we're going to give him three years uh, in prison. Yeah. And, and time uh, served. And time served. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we have right now in right. the judiciary in Massachusetts. So if you're going to be that way and not protect people, why, sh- why should you why should I give you the leeway to think that you're going to um, 
you're going to use that for yeah. good to protect, you know. Well, again, this is, I mean, this thing is in a, in a, in a process. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of debate on whether or not this will happen. Right. And so. again, also, self-admittedly, I'm a complete idiot. So I don't know <laughs> what those people, they live, if they're dedicating their lives to protecting animals and that's what they've determined would be a better path, I would say that's probably accurate. But I would encourage them to make a misdemeanor thing uh, restrictive of somebody being able to rescue, adopt, or purchase a pet. And uh, Irvine, California, dermatologist has been indicted after she allegedly poisoned her husband over several weeks with liquid drain cleaner last year. Nice. Uh, Yu Yu, who goes by Emily, 45, accused of pouring liquid uh, drain cleaner into her husband's tea, which caused him to have stomach ulcers. She was arrested last summer after her husband of 10 years began noticing that, uh, hey, the tea isn't tasting right. Uh, the taste continued, and he can- decided to install cameras in the family kitchen because he was suspecting something was going on uh, to see if he could capture any evidence of why that tea tasted so goofy. Video captured on multiple days in July of 2022 appeared to show uh, you pouring a liquid into a bottle of a drain cleaner into her husband's tea that was left on the counter. Uh, the victim collected samples of the tea and turned them over to uh, the Irvine Police Department. The samples were eventually turned over to the FBI for testing, and the substance was confirmed to be a drain cleaner. You was arrested back in August and released after posting $30,000 bond. A grand jury has now indicted her on three ca- felony counts of poisoning and one count of domestic battery with corporal injury. She's set to be arraigned on uh, April 18th and face more than eight years in prison. Now, there are other ways to end a relationship uh, yeah. than waste all that good drain cleaner on a tea. And she's a doctor, right? Yeah. Well, a, a dermatologist. Uh, <laughs> Apologies to any dermatologist listening who went through nine years of medical school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's, yeah, when, whatever. Oh, Mr. Baxnail, when's your next dermatology she's appointment? A, she's a doctor. Ooh, of skin. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's real. Yeah, what, a doctor pimple popper? There you go, no. But you're a doctor. That's the way you came up with killing your husband? Yeah. And why is she not charged with attempted murder? I mean, what was her end game? Um... I, I don't just cause know. Just because it was slower? Just because it was slower? There, She's clearly trying to murder him. She wasn't like, I just want to make him a little sick. I want to upset his belly a yeah, little you know, I mean, listen, I, I, I know that uh, you know, breaking up is hard to do, yeah. but all you're going to do is <laughs> call a divorce attorney and get the ball rolling. You, well, you don't I mean, have to poison him. And she's a doctor. It's not like they don't have financial resources that she wouldn't to, to do that. Uh, you, you would think so. And yet, How bad is that one, though, for a relationship that you're setting up security cameras in your kitchen? <laughs> How can this relationship be saved? Continue. Once, once you get to the point of poisoning your loved ones, how exactly right. can can you uh, you heal the wounds? That, but and uh, you know the other thing, um, uh, that to me is what I would consider a microaggression. <laughs> I think that's slightly better than a microaggression. I mean, it's not really. It's like an aggression, just killing them. You know, just stabbing them. That's like a yeah. slow, like, it's a microaggression. Yeah, but killing them slow, I think, you know, there, there's a certain amount of pleasure, uh, pleasure malice, planning. Oh, your belly's upset intent. again? Yeah. Oh, oh, you puking violently again? Oh, poor baby. You're up, Pioneer Valley forecast. Looking like this day, it's a weird day. Cloudy with a chance of afternoon showers, but a high of 76. Uh, tonight, early showers, and then clearing overnight, low of 41. And for tomorrow, mostly cloudy, a high of 54. It's about 43 degrees right now. In downtown Springfield. Step into the greenhouse. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854 and Smashing Pumpkins with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102.
I'm uh, I'm excited, man. I tell you, yeah, I've 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 had a good time here, and you know now I got to figure out how to get some sleep in between uh, uh, now and uh, performing tonight. But uh, you'll yeah. you'll be you'll be fine. Well, you know, if not, the ch- the roast chicken, potatoes, and corn will be worth it for twenty bucks. And you know, you don't always get great comedy, I guess. Yeah, uh, Marty is going to be at uh, the Loft Comedy Club on View Street in Chickabee tonight. Uh, it's a show- showcase night with dinner, yep. twenty bucks. Yep. You can find me on Instagram too if you're looking. Uh, Marty Caproni, C A P R O N I. That's how you spell my last name. Uh, and if you want to check out upcoming shows because you're a comedy fan and you want to see some of these names that are coming through, go to loftcomedyclub.com. Uh, That's our website. So it's got some great uh, talent coming through, too. Really, really good stuff. And we're just starting to get going. You know, yeah. like we're really firing it up. So That, that was the, the way it kind of was the last uh, yeah. and the last club. Yep. And because you were getting these names, like, I'm like <laughs> we were sitting here like, how did Marty get that? But, I, uh, but it's the same thing. You're getting some really solid people. I look back to the cabin. I, you know, even if you go to the loft Instagram, you can see the posters from the old cabin because he yeah. just switched over. You look, it's like Nate Bargatze, who's literally selling out arenas now. He's one of the hottest comics in the world, if yep. not the hottest. He was at Cabot. He was in downtown Chicopee, which is surreal to a lot of people. I mean, I knew Nate for years, so it's like, to right. me, it's not surreal because I've seen him and I knew he was going to be great. But all these names, Big J Okerson, Dan Soder, all these guys who are like massively touring now, and they all came to little old Chicopee. Yeah. So we're doing it again with the next generation of those people, you know? Do yourself a favor. Support local comedy. It's a, it's yep. always a good time, and the Loft Comedy Club is now open, ready for business. Yep. Great shows are on the way. Yeah. Thank yep. you so much, by the way. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's really, been awesome. Really appreciate it, too. Hey, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are taking on the uh, Hershey Bears tomorrow night. We have uh, a four-pack of tickets to that game, plus four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner. All of that can be yours, 10th caller, right now at 293-1021. Good luck to you. This is my favorite part. You like this part? This part I love. Yeah? Where you do, where, do you just go do what Steve does? You go, no, no, try again. Nope. No, I'll 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 count down because I like uh, you know you know how I am with math. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm so good with it, and so I'll count to from one to ten. Been practicing that all week long. Okay, good. good. And uh, you know the tenth caller will win the tickets. All right, well, and then I'll I'm get a little bit of information. That's I'm it. I'm excited to see who wins these tickets. Very good. It's uh, 